coming from like a human perspective with helping with her recovery, it's like super cheesy to say, but having kind of like the cat community and other cats that explore on Instagram kind of rooting for her really like helped keep our spirits up. Hi everyone, welcome to the Cat Explorer podcast. I'm Asara. And I'm Daniel. We always love hearing from you, so let us know what you're up to while you're listening along. Snap a photo or a video, upload it to your Instagram stories, tag us at catexplorer.community and today's guest at Wiley Katoti. Use the hashtag catexplorerpodcast and let us know you're listening along. Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts. Learn from them, listen to their war stories, celebrate their wins and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Do you remember what our kitty Lumos was like a few years ago? Yeah, he was Mr. Cranky Aggressive Pants during the week because we couldn't take in cat exploring every day and he was bored. Yeah, but that's not the case anymore. We've been following the Cat School Clicker training program for a while now. Lumos isn't the smartest cookie, so we weren't sure if he'd be interested in clicker training. But we were so wrong. Lumos loves his Cat School training sessions. They help keep him entertained, so no more growling at Noxie or biting us. I'm so proud that Lumos has learnt so many tricks. But what I love is seeing how much he loves it. From the happy tail swish to the meow to just seeing him sprint to his clicker training spot when it's clicker training time. The Cat School program has brought so much joy to Lumos, to his sister Noxie and to us. And you can bring that joy to you and your kitty. Use the code catexplorer at catschool.co to get 10% off your very own clicker training kit and Cat School program. The program is created by Julie, who's a certified animal behaviourist. So get 10% off your very own Cat School Clicker Training Kit and program by using the code catexplorer at catschool.co. The kitty we're chatting about today loves hiking and camping with her moms. She's such a pro. But not so long ago, she was going through physical therapy after an accident. And watching her journey really made me rethink about recovery for cats after accidents. And it's awesome today to see how far she really has come. And we're so excited to chat to her moms, Haley and Carly, today. Welcome to the show, Haley and Carly. Hi, thanks Hi. for having us. We're really excited. So we'd like to hear about Wiley. How'd you come into how'd she come into your lives? Um, so Carly had adopted cats in the past and had cat had cats all of her life. Um, and so we were kind of feeling the void though of missing that and not having a kitten and I had never raised one. Um, but we also really needed and wanted a kitten that could be trained to offer emotional support and to have a personality to be capable of that. Um, so we kind of the several months before we got Wiley, we had kind of kept our eyes peeled. We had visited the Humane Society, checked online um, for a Siamese like fluffy kitten. Yeah, I in college had a ragdoll mix and unfortunately I had to put him down due to infections and he was really young so I really wanted to get another kitten that kind of like looked just like him and it took a really long time um, to find Wiley and we initially thought we were getting a boy so I was really happy and then I took her to the vet and she's like oh it's a girl but we're gonna be happier so <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Well, we knew beforehand, but we just got confirmed, confirmed at the vet because she was so young when we when we did get her. Um, but yeah, we ended up finding her on, on Craigslist and it was kind of, I was at home, Carly was at work. I texted her the photo. I contacted the poster at the same time. And then a few hours later, we were driving an hour and a half to go pick up Wiley. Um, and the poster, they'd sent us videos on the way there and everything. Um, it was a bit of an interesting, interesting situation when we got there. Um, but Wiley was so cute and playful and tiny and already really sociable. Um, we did see her parents who the dad was really sociable as well. So yeah, we were just in love and we she just joined our little family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. oh, I just love that. And I love that, um, you had to drive an hour and a half to get her as well. It's kind of like a starting cat exploring very young. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And she did great on the drive back to San Diego she just sat in my lap the whole time like just sleeping like a baby so it was comforting she knew she was coming home that's really lovely we'd love to hear a little bit about her personality do you mind telling us about her yeah so she's I mean she's kind of a force of nature she's really energetic pistol daredevil um but she's extremely affectionate she's really loving um she seems to be really enthusiastic about life and about everything she gets to do which i know like rubs up rubs off on both of us and is really infectious um just like the smallest things make her happy she always wants to be in your business you know we'll be like cooking and she jumps on the table just like what's going on here what are you doing like i want to be a part of this so yeah or like follows us around like a dog opening mail by working on the computer anything yeah she purrs most of the day all really loudly um follows us into the bathtub (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she oh super goofy as well she throws her toys across the apartment and chases them herself um she's like rubs up on her legs everything so she's really loving and she always she's like that at other um homes too like if we take her to either of our parents she's also been to my grandparents house and it's just like kind of owns the place yeah when she gets there she's very confident yeah (laughs) well that's such a personality i love that and part of that personality is also that she goes exploring and that you guys take her what gave you the idea to take her exploring we have like a pretty active lifestyle. We go on hikes. Um, so we kind of just saw that people were walking cats and said, let's give it a try, especially with her personality. I think the only the cat, uh, cat explorer that I kind of was aware of beforehand, I know we had, like, I had seen photos of Nikki Forest Cat. And just how beautiful they were. And that was, and so before we even got Wiley, I was like, wow, that's so awesome. They're in this beautiful scenery. They still get to hike with their animal, even though it's a cat. And so I think, yeah, we just had the idea a little bit in our head and to go along with our, like she said, we hike all the time, camp all the time, like to be outdoors. And so it just kind of was a very organic. Yeah. And 
my home up in Sacramento, my dad has cats and they uh, have like a lot of room to go outside and like a big backyard. And we're kind of just in our apartment here. And so we didn't want to have Wiley like miss out on seeing the outdoors. So in San Diego, where we live, there's there's busy cars and um, it's just, she doesn't have like a backyard here. And so taking her out on a leash, kids are like the best of both worlds. I think that's something that a lot of people feel in our community as well is that a lot of us do live in these little apartments now and we want to be able to take our cats outdoors. And we now know that letting our cats roam, especially in a city, isn't that safe. So trying to take them on a harness and a leash and take them out that way is the safest way to do it. So I think, yeah, that's really relatable. So when how did you start training her to go exploring? Well, I can say for my my part, um, I grew up with German Shepherd, and I actually, as a child, <laughs> um, did dog training with her every week, once a week, and I showed her in a couple uh, local at the county fair. Um, so I think I knew some principles of training. Carly also ha- had a dog growing up, and honestly, we we got her a little. H style harness uh, off Amazon and leash for like six bucks. And at like when she was just several weeks old, um, put it on her and just kind of gave it a go. And we at first were in like our local park. We did a little bit on the sidewalk too. Um, But I know we definitely kind of had like that breakthrough day where we first went on a dirt trail and kind of having that path to delineate. She seemed to really follow and really love. We also started taking her to the beach a lot at that time when she was young and she loved running through the sand and running along the water. And I think each time also we would go out, we'd spend more and more time. And it also really helped to have two of us. So if she was a little stuck or having a moment one of us could go forward and just tap on the ground and she'd come running and yeah I so. was I was basically her little cheerleader so every step was yay good job and we would do that for the entire block um pretty much just being like super persistent and doing it as much as you can at first we'd probably go like two or three times a week even when she was really little, even if we just went out for 15 minutes. Um, just yeah. to kind of get her, like, acclimated with everything. Yeah, I'd say even, and even knowing what we know now, and I guess be more confident in the process ourselves, like our next scout, we would definitely take him out, like, every day, you know, to all different types of locations. So, uh, but she also- Wiley's just joined us. That's why we all just went silent because we're like, oh, there she is. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying Haley. <laughs> oh, no, just, um, yeah, the most important thing, which we did, definitely did do, but um, would do even more in the future is to bring him out as often as you can and in all the environments that you would hope to take your cat to is the best when they're you know, under like four months old. Um, so like we said, we had taken her to the beach, to farmer's markets, to hiking trails, um, but in cafes, but there's 
you know, even more to explore than that. So just a lot of exposure um, at a young age. It also got her used to being in the car. Oh, yeah. She loves the car. Yeah. She loves the car. She'll just, like, lay out on our lap (laughs) and just go for the ride. Doze away. Oh, that's great. You mentioned how you got your start or you made your start with dog training experiences. Did you find many similarities or differences trying to tra- train a German Shepherd versus trying to train a cat? Well, I think from that experience, my part, I'd use clicker training to train a German Shepherd. And so we also immediately got her a clickers. Um, and we didn't necessarily use that outdoors too much, but that did kind of enable us to, like, she learned sit pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. Um and eventually we wove in other tricks, uh, like she can high five and shake. And I think it's honestly very similar in how you train a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, there she is. It is. I like, think it, I mean, honestly, it was just like spot on. I think it just kind of depends on dogs and cats' personalities. If they're stubborn, they're going to be stubborn. If they'll do anything for that tree, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, and luckily, she loves her treats, so she picked up on things really quickly. Right, and as far as walking, like, I do strive for her to heal with us and walk with us, uh, which she does most of the time pretty relatively well. And I think also something that we do is we make sure we kind of keep talking to her while we're walking and give that encouragement and positive reinforcement um because i mean cats are vocal and she definitely knows her name and listens to us and so i think that is something that's a commonality too because i think as much as we say cats and dogs are different and they need different um and you tailored approaches to the way we treat and handle them to to some level you can also say that there's a lot of commonalities between them and in the way we can approach them that, you know, use clicker training, use talking to them and <clears throat> the way we sort of encourage them. There is a lot that we can borrow from the dog world. And you've shown that. And I know that Julie from Cat School, who was in a season one podcast, originally was a dog trainer. So that's how she was, um, you know, taught. And that's how she began and evolved that into her cat training school. So it's interesting just to sort of note and pick up that people who have those experiences with dogs can then translate that into cats yeah, definitely. And so you've spoken about hiking and camping. What other types of cat exploring do you guys do? Um, so, so far, it's really just been the walking, hiking and camping. Um, you know, we did, we were a little stunted over the past year while Wally was recovering. But I know that we definitely hope to bike with her. We have a couple of a mountain bike and a um you know, cycle and love to put a basket on the front and bike with her. We've also kayaked in, in the ocean in multiple places and we have a great day here. So I'd love to go kayaking with her too. Um, and yeah, really just keep going. I mean, it's kind of, it's just the beginning. There's more to see, there's more to do more for Wally to explore. Um, I mean, we've taken her to like, the store we went to like a restaurant and sat on the outdoor patio 
Um, just really just trying anything, any place that's pet friendly. Mm. We want to take her everywhere with us. I, I completely get that. I think um you guys are our first guests from San Diego from on the podcast. How do you find um finding pet friendly restaurants and cafes and things like that? Um, so San Diego is very pet friendly uh, with its restaurants and cafes. There is a lot of outdoor patio seating, and that's where most of the pet seating is going to be. And yeah, so I mean, we really I think. We've gotten to go to a few places. There are some, like, we even have a coffee shop up the street that's completely outside, uh, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's a, yeah, there's it's a San Diego. The weather's always great. So there's tons of places to sit outside at almost every restaurant you go to. So I think that factors in with places being pet friendly. Um, and it's so easy to just walk by a place and there's three or four dogs on the patio. So... You mm. just kind of know by walking by. Um, yeah, that's always a good signal, yeah. too. Then we'll be like, okay, we can go hang out there. Um, and the, everyone's usually delighted to see Wiley. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one time after a hike, <laughs> her and I, we went to a uh, kombucha brewery, uh, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Uh, and they were so tickled by her and I loved her and like took pictures of her and uh, it can be the same a lot of places too. You know, of course, everyone's excited to see. That's just awesome. I love hearing stories like that because um, I think sometimes as a community or like we tend to struggle to find those cat friendly places and it's nice to hear those stories where people are finding them. And I also love that that um, that brewery was so welcoming. And so, do you, do you remember the name? We'll give them a bit of a shout out. <laughs> oh yeah, Babe Kombucha. Uh, awesome. It's, it's cool, I guess. Yeah, down here there's. It's nice. The kombucha. Uh, is it's available. popular. Yeah, it's popular. It's like, so there are places that just make kombucha, um, which is nice. So have. it's not like a bar vibe, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. That's so cool. And I love that um, Wiley is so good at hiking as well. What kind of training did you do to take her hiking? So like we mentioned before, she really started thriving once we were on kind of the dirt paths. And I've also, we're big hikers ourselves. We've been to, you know, over a dozen national parks and camping in many places. So it maybe was just a matter of it's it's going to happen, right? So <laughs> we're like, we're going and here we go. Uh, but really, I think we increased the distance uh, over time. Um, so, you know, maybe initially when she was, you know, a younger kitten, uh, mileage wouldn't necessarily be that far. Uh, but over the past several months, especially, she's been recovering um, you know, we do, we've done hikes that have a summit, hikes that are, you know, uphill. And it has been nice too, to have the cat backpack as a, uh, an option to be able to a backup to put her in. So I can like get up the hill part of the way and then she can, you know, complete like, part of it. You kind of just have to like 
figure out what your cat wants because Mm -hmm. there's certain terrains you might not like the sound of the crunchy leaves or she doesn't like the sound of the cars going by so you really just kind of have to go at the pace of whatever she wants right and there's things we're working on still totally I mean yeah she just turned one earlier this spring but I'd say and I think just in general for cats too I think they do thrive in that hiking environment and that trail environment I think that's where cats would be happiest and she's Wiley is really over the moon like anytime we get to explore a new hike or a new location because uh, we kind of do have our like, daily walker trail and then once a week or so we try to get out to a more of a new hike trail location yeah. uh, which she always loves exploring it's kind of the whole theatrics of getting in the car to drive there and go and oh she knows yeah she knows but as yeah. soon as we get the harness out, she's at the front door, ready for <laughs> wherever we're going. Uh, but yeah, I'd say if, if someone wanted to get their cat into hiking, um, I guess true hikes, uh, it would just be increasing their endurance, increasing their mileage, um, and just the time to, I mean, each, any walk that we're on, whether it's our small canyon trail across the street or longer it's at least an hour two hours i've even been out there and longer hikes are a few hours or more um earlier this spring when we were going through a lot of the flower fields wiley and i were out for eight hours um for the day most of that out on the trail so it's just kind of depends on the comfort level of the cat and you know what they're excited about and what they like to do usually we can't she wants to keep going (laughs) wow you guys are super hikers i must say (laughs) (laughs) it's i'm envious daniel hates hiking so when we do go hiking noxie and i love it but daniel we kind of have to drag him a little bit (laughs) i'm with daniel on that i love hiking but i'm also kind of okay uh, we should probably go back now. My ankle yeah, hurts. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short distances for me. But you guys raised some really good points. And I just want to touch on some with our own experiences where, like you said, they're not necessarily going to hike the whole way. So we've had experiences where Lumos and Noxie like, would like to go backwards on the trail path. And we're trying to go <laughs> forwards. So we'll just have to pick. And especially because the way forward is uphill. So we'll have to pick them up and sort of get them over this uphill area to get them back on flat ground where they can start walking forward again. Or otherwise, they're going to go backwards. And also, there's times where, like you said, you have the backpack option where if you're in a spot where it's not suitable for them or they don't feel like walking, they can jump back into the backpackers. We've had that with Lumos. He doesn't always like walking, so he's actually a little bit like me. So (laughs) I wish I had a backpack, but I don't. He does, and he will use it. I'm not carrying you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I and also another thing that we've really learnt with Lumos is that he hates uphill. Like he will just stop. Even if it's just like a really slight gradient, he will just stop. <laughs> and um he has to be carried up. And then like flat ground going downhill, he's completely happy, but uphill he'll just freeze. I don't know why. Maybe he's a bit lazy. <laughs> he's faking it. He just wants yeah. to pick 
Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> Wiley loves to go downstairs, uh, but upstairs she's a lot slower, but she'll run downstairs, and that's something we did a lot in her rehabilitation was going yeah. downstairs, going downstairs. It was like my own personal treadmill and <laughs> workout partner because I'd <laughs> run her up the stairs and she'd yeah. run down. We talked about exploring before on trails and we talked about distractions such as dogs. What's Wiley like on trails and does she get distracted a lot and to stop and sort of sniff everything? Because Lumos and Oxy tend to do that when they're on trails. So I just wondering what's Wiley like? Yeah, she definitely can be. We kind of, I think we have a, some different categories or goals when we go on walks. So there's going to be like the exploration walk, which is we have this little canyon trail across the street and that's where our daily, some of our daily walks are. And so that um, we're kind of, I'm just, we're going at her pace, wherever she wants to go. There's a lot of different, there's a little creek, there's cactus, cacti, different trees. And so we'll kind of meander through all of that. And she really likes to, Chew she does want to chew plant. plants, which so you'll <laughs> and it's honestly it's truly mainly on that one trail. There's so many different plants on that trail. Um, luckily, she doesn't do it on all of them. Um, but this one that we have easy access to, she does like to get the plants. So you'll hear me being like, "No plants, no plants, no plants" to her, like because we don't let her try not to let her get them. Um, but yeah, so for that that kind of just easy relaxed uh, walk, it's she's sniffing more and stopping more. Um, there's also lots of birds on that trail and other yeah. wildlife, so she'll she does go into this like mode of hunting. like a predator. Yeah, yeah, if she sees a squirrel or a bird, it's just zoom and she makes a beeline for whatever it is, <laughs> and it, we're like yanking on the. The leash, kind of like, whoa, that just happened so fast. I had no time to react to it. And you're an inch away from a bird. When did that happen? So she does get distracted. Yeah. So um, that'll, yeah, that'll be kind of on that nature trail. Like, like I said, the explore, exploratory walks that we go on. Um, but then we'll also, like I mentioned before, go to kind of hiking destinations where the goal is to summit the hike or go five miles or wherever it may be. And those on, I guess, trails she sees less. She definitely does stay more on track um, because I think she's like, oh, this is a new place. Like, let's go, really. And so that most of that time we do walk together. Um, she's getting better at staying with our pace. So if we're walking faster and we're not stopping, she won't either. Unless it's something worth stopping for like something she would eat but yeah I think she kind of picks up on what we want her to do or what the goal is yeah so that's that's been that's, yeah just something that's come I, I guess with time and and more consistency and more walks so yeah I think that that's definitely and you guys um, touched on a really important bit it's also I think what you guys want to do as well and she like like we were saying before like picking up your mood it's also what you want to do so I suppose your daily walk your it's a bit more leisurely and she knows that so 
she's more likely to chew on things. But I think it's quite common for cats to want to sniff and smell everything as they're going as well because that's why we're taking them out is so that they can get out and see those things and the things they want to see are those plants that are eye level that they think, oh, that's yummy. So um, <laughs> I think it's quite common because it's it's actually a question that we get asked quite a bit is like, is that normal? Like all my cat wants to do is to sniff everything in. and I think it's completely normal. We're talking about amazing cat explorers such as Wiley. We often forget that behind those sort of cat explorers, there's also the reality of things where not every day goes as well or not everything goes to plan. And there's sometimes scary experiences. Have you guys had a scary experience with Wiley? And could you talk us through that? We haven't. I mean, it's pretty ironic that all of our scary experiences have actually happened indoors. Um, you know, obviously her fracturing her leg was inside when she fell off of, or she was trying to make a jump, which we'll get into. We'll dive into that, but also. Actually, let's, let's dive into that now. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, so what had happened was Wiley was just over four months old. She barely weighed four pounds, uh. It was later at night, about 10 o'clock at night here, and we had just gotten back from just running and getting something to eat. And it was really a culmination of some series of unfortunate events, but I'd say a contributing factor was that she had, in the weeks prior, had got in her, she had an umbilical hernia that she'd gotten repaired and uh, she'd gotten spayed at the same time. And so that, because of the hernia, it, which she was born with, uh, required extended recovery. So she'd been in a cone for a long time. She'd had um, been in, kept inside for a long time too because of that, because uh, of just infection chances and being on extra antibiotics actually she had to be. Um, so she'd finally gotten free from the cone we had spent the previous day at the beach for the entire day and had a great time. Um, but I guess I mentioned that because I feel like maybe she was a little wobbly, right, around the house. And she had been in the last, also day before, kind of jumping up on where we have uh, this, like, water tower, this lower table, basically, um, or medium height. And she had never been doing that before. Um, but basically we got home, home minutes. I like had sat down on my couch. I saw it happen out of the corner of my eye, but basically she launched herself from this medium kind of, or counter height, essentially launched herself from counter height up to, uh, like a high top dining table that we have. And on, as she jumped, um, there's also just kind of some miscellaneous items like pens and vitamins around that counter table as well and she as she jumped I believe that her back feet slipped on something and so as she jumped she her head collided with the table completely I she could have (laughs) even got like partially knocked out um and she fell and as she fell she landed kind of in a like a standing position and we have hardwood floors. She and we have hardwood floors. Um, so she landed in like a standing position because, like I said, she hit her head. And 
it fractured the distal end of her tibia at the growth plate because it's still cartilage. Um, if it had, if she had not been so young, it will, it likely would not have fractured at all. And in a, in, in an adult cat, it would have fractured higher. Um, so she basically fractured right above that joint of the hawk, right at the. That's on her leg, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on her uh, right rear leg. What is it equivalent to breaking your ankle? It would be the equivalent to breaking the growth plate right above your ankle okay. on a human. Yeah. So, so, but which, um, which was the fact that it was a growth plate essentially made it a hundred times worse as far as the need for surgery, the need for just, and just the complications that come came with it. The fact that she was so young, um, you know, it was very difficult. Yeah, like, just because it was on the um, the growth plate really, like, made a huge factor as far as, like, her healing time and even just, like, what would limit her when she was healing because um, she had to be in pretty much contained in, like, a crate for nine weeks with the cast um like unable to stand and yeah we um we carry carried her out when she was when it was mealtime carried her to the litter box yeah. like it was really it was min- like having a, a newborn baby mm-hmm. <laughs> we would uh really i mean we would really only take her out when uh she would like lay on our chest for like hours at a time just to kind of it was it was like babe infant like to i don't know get that warmth or get that contact um it was just like a very big setback as far as her cat exploring goes so we were a little bit bummed about that but we were more more importantly just wanted her to get healthy and be happy um Right. Yeah, I guess in respect to the cat exploring we just talked about, um, obviously we're in relation to where she started, we're, I feel in some ways, still kind of trying to get back to that state. Um, She's still, her right leg musculature is still about 75% of what the left leg is. but I know we're going to get into that more, too, with the physical therapy questions. So. Wow. I just That's a gut-wrenching story, and I just feel <laughs> for, like, just listen to it. I just feel for you guys and feel for Wiley, and I just can only imagine the pain and the the long road that you would have to climb to get back to where you'd like to be. You mentioned before having to <clears throat> sort of carry her around, and is that what you call cage rest, or is that something different? Um, it's so yeah so we had like a well actually at first we she was just like the first two weeks um she really was actually just in like her pet carrier (laughs) she was still so small um and then actually at that like around that two-week point she grew she did grow uh and after that we got uh, like 26 by 30 inch soft sided crate um, from Amazon and that we lined with 
blankets and she had toys in there, uh, stuffed animal. Um, and so she, so she stayed in there, slept in there, which also I know is hard for her and for us because she always had slept on our pillows at the head of the bed at that time. Now she sleeps more on the foot of the bed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, it just created a lot of distance in that way. And she all of a sudden couldn't do anything that she had wanted to do because of the accident. Um, but yeah, as far as the cage rest, we were really strict about it just in hopes that she would heal the best that way. Um, and so, yeah, we didn't want her. And also she really couldn't, um, because they had her leg fully extended. So that casted leg was like longer than her other left leg, which was, you know, bent at the appropriate joints. And so she really couldn't stand very well. Yeah. And we didn't want her, she was not recommended and we didn't want her to be like hobbling around. And so, I mean, it was to the point where when she was going potty, we'd have to like hold her up a little bit. Yeah. To make sure she could balance in there. Um, but she, honestly kind of got used to being a tripod at a as a, at a point um yeah like her her upper body strength is crazy amazing because of it yeah we've also had her physical therapist also commented how insane her core strength is <laughs> so. so does that mean she was actually so she was confined to like bed rest basically most of that time where besides right. going to potty and stuff where she would need i would imagine she would need assistance from you guys um yeah so oh, we, yeah we essentially obviously kind of were aware of her her needs and her schedule for that and would take her a few times a day right. to the litter box um the last um few weeks though of that nine week time period um actually even before i mean there was there was a lot that happened as far as the surgery and everything following um there's a lot of concern about muscle wastage, which she's, you know, still suffering from. And so at that point, um, even though it was pretty, pretty futile, because it's not like she could put weight on that cast, she was allowed to walk to like be out more. That would have made it a lot easier, I, I imagine. So just for my understanding, I understand that she, um, there was a fracture in that growth plate area. Did that require surgery or was it just the casting of her leg? Yes. So she got her cast um, and surgery right away was in the question when the vet first called us. Um, Cause it's, they just said that it's highly recommended to get surgery for this type of fracture. Right. So if, Essentially, it is required if you were to not get surgery for the growth plate fracture, the leg could literally have like twisted and been crooked. Like it was so malleable that it really needed to be pinned at the fracture site. So Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, there really was almost no option to that. Um, Of course, you could say no, right? And Mm, yeah, maybe hope for the best and have like a crooked leg or have to. I mean, even amputation kind of came up for a second there. Yeah. Um, luckily, it was, like, low enough that that was not a possibility. Um, so, yeah, at the orthopedic surgeon, so it was a specialist, uh, 
use three pins to pin the two ends of the growth plate together, um, which she only has one pin in now because um, I, I, I do, like we mentioned, around like the two weeks um, into the, to the cast wearing and, and post-op, her, she did grow, like noticeably grow. Like I said, at that point, she was almost five months old. Like she's still very young. Um, so I do think the combination of all the nutrition and supplements that I know we're going to talk about, we gave her did help her allow to to continue growing. So um, her right leg is a little, rear leg is a little bit shorter, but it's not quite as bad as it would have been. Um, and so as she did have a little bit of a growth spurt, some of, it appears from the evidence that some of the pins shifted. And so at uh, six weeks post-op, she had, two of the pins were like about to poke through her skin. They gravitated that far. And it had really been from, it was, we had, you know, a a time essentially with the veterinary hospital, but the pin (laughs) to say the least, uh, but the pins were almost poking through her skin from like four weeks post-op and we had wanted. And finally they got taken out at six weeks post-op. Um, Because at that time, her bone was, like, fully fused and fully healed, but there was obviously just, or not, you know, not fully strong yet, but um, fully solid. And, uh, yeah, so she did have a second surgery as well to remove two of the pins, and now there's just one pin that was deep-seated in the bone and not able to be removed because of how just it completely Mm -hmm. lies in the bone. Yeah, so she had... She got fixed. She had her hernia removed. She had the two surgeries, and this was all before she was six months old. The poor thing hates the vet. Yeah, she kind of developed. <laughs> so she developed like PTSD because she also had to go in um, for weekly cast changes. Weekly cast changes, and we had we had a difficult time with the vet techs there as well. They the way they ran their, their practice. Um, they wouldn't just see her for an appointment. They wanted to keep her for the day and just basically have the orthopedic tech get to it when they got to it. Um, later we did consult with other veterinary hospitals and other surgeons and our rehab place was like pretty aghast with the fact that they wouldn't, um, just make, just allow us to make appointments for that. So she spent a lot of time at the vet and um yeah went from really really like being okay with it and liking it as um as a new kitten uh to then by the end being quite frightened uh though throughout going to the physical therapy visits she got more and more comfortable because that was like a veterinary type setting veterinary hospital setting that's great that um, she's become slightly more comfortable with the vet vet as well. And um, I think it's quite common for cats to not like the vets. Lumos and Oxy hate the vet. Well, Lumos hates the vet so much that we now actually get a home vet. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, like it um, is just, it's more expensive, but it's 
so much easier for everyone <laughs> involved. Um, I did want to spend some time talking about the physical therapy that Wiley went through because I have to say when you guys started posting the videos of those, like my mind was pretty blown. Um, and it, and in hindsight, I feel silly saying it. So as humans, we go through physical therapy and we do all those exercises and things that she does to the even to the point that I saw that she did some work on a BOSU ball, which I've used because I used to run a lot and I used to do a lot of, spend a lot of time with the BOSU ball. So do you mind taking us through what kind of um, physical therapy she did? Yeah, so when the time finally came for her cast to come off, we knew that physical therapy would probably come into play. But at least on my part, I don't think I fully knew how essentially bad of shape her leg was going to be in until the cast came off. She couldn't walk for days on it. Um, She was in so much pain just having a leg back in action. So it kind of went to, okay, physical therapy might be a good idea to, it has to happen. Um, At least like we'd already obviously put in a lot of resources and time thus far with the multiple surgeries and with everything. Um, So we kind of looked up different rehab places in the area and the one we went to, Healthy Paw Rehab, they definitely seemed to be the most comfortable in accommodating cats. Um, so that obviously was important. Some were really just tailored to canine rehab. Um, and so they really worked with us and did their best to design exercises with Wiley. We'd go for uh, 30 minute sessions because that's kind of the attention span per se of, of the cat, the cat rehab. Um, so at first it was more basic exercises. Uh, they, I mean, they loved that she was least trained because that was just exactly the motion that she was going to need to be rebuilding. So it basically prescribed um, like three 10 minute walks a day uh, starting. And so that, That was, you know, that was something different. That was a little bit of a challenge in a way, like being like, okay, we got to go out and make sure she doesn't, it was slow walking too, make sure she doesn't walk too fast, make sure she's really deliberate in her movements. Um, Also other exercises we did were, it's called pushes. So we basically needed to like rebuild the stabilization muscles on, you know, the outside of her quad, her thigh essentially. Um, And so that's, kind of while they're eating or maybe while they're eating a treat or playing a toy, you're kind of coming at the cat from just each side of its body, like gently pushing them. So they have to restabilize um, just in place though with their leg. Um, Also one that we did all the time, because we obviously these were ones to do at home too, was called love on stairs. And that's, (laughs) you know, basically the, your animals like perching up on one height of the stair uh, we used a box and so that was getting some of that weight back on her uh, rear right leg and getting that flexion in there too so that was to help build the musculature and one of the also early exercises was uh, passive range of motion so kind of 
um, having her lay down and trying to basically cycle her leg in what would be that ideal range of motion. Um, she also was still, I mean, she was still in a lot of pain and kind of this, this early time. And so she also had um, used the CC animal loop, which is for, um, cause she actually was too young still to get cold laser therapy that actually will close growth plates. So you can only use it on animal that's an adult. Um, and so the CC, uh, CC loop basically um, works by uh, like electromagnetic field and um, creates a field which helps penetrate the soft and hard tissues and speeds up the healing of that um, because of nitric oxide production and that helps the ligaments bones skeletal muscles and so that's something that helped with her her pain and discomfort too um later she actually progressed really quickly we initially her appointments were every week and then they they basically were like you know she's got it she's doing well and so but we had kind of paid for like a 10 session package and so then we started going every couple weeks just so um kathy our great physical therapist could see her just over more time and kind of have her under her care for a longer period of time and that's where we then started to bring out the bosu ball um and that too is that that small muscle stabilization and um and then we also kind of going over low bars so she's picking up one leg at a time so it has to be she can't just like because initially she was just not walking on it. She was just walking on three legs and kind of keeping that right leg just close to the ground <laughs> and not putting any weight on it. Like I said, she got com- really comfortable just kind of being a tripod. So it was took some time to like break her of that and get her to actually put weight on her right leg again. Um, so yeah, so any ex- exercises like where she had to pick up her feet were important. Um, then we also started like weaving through uh, cones. Also something we did at home too was do figure eights with a laser. So that's the same thing she needed to cut with those muscles. Um, I mean, ultimately the, the physical therapist basically said it was, it was almost worse that she had the cast on for that long than it was with the, the fracture. Um, because, and she had it on for that kind of extended period because of the complications with having the pins out and the second surgery and just everything that happened. Um, so there was a lot of concern and it's, it still exists with the, her tendons and just that joint didn't get to really grow and develop super properly. Um, so there was a lot of two, that range of motion in the Hawk joint was kind of a, just a constant discussion in each therapy session. And so, um, a lot of the exercises to revolve around like sit to stand. So sit to stand in like in a decline and incline on the BOSU ball on a balance board, just getting that right um, angle that her hock joint should be flexing at. Um, and oh yeah, and then also like jumping into a box and out of a box and just like, that's just like tight movements. Um, and 
reaching up and getting putting weight back like more like standing up against a wall um yeah so I guess just a little bit of what we still do and what she still struggles with is she does she um if she reaches too high she does have a little bit uh, hyperextension of that joint it goes almost too far um just because the tendons and everything are still building up around it so we try not to and she doesn't that often but we try not to get her any position that's gonna put her like that um and then she's still she's not able to really sit with with both feet like close and um, she kind of wants to hold that right leg out um you know it just must be uncomfortable for her in some way or just just the nature of what happened kind of probably changed the joint a little bit um so we do kind of they'll be like wiley get your foot in like she can do it um yeah we'll kind of get her in that place movement and just reworking in those like sit to stand exercises the balance board she got really good at all of them and i mean um really good at like like i said the therapist commented on her core strength um she was actually amazed she even had like an umbilical hernia because her core was so strong um and yeah just that constant building muscle i know and like that's when we you know started being able to graduate from, you know, 10 minute walks to, okay, then she could walk in grass, then she could walk in sand, um, you know, downhill, uphill. That was one of the suggested, like, therapy was to take her in sand. Rathy. Right, yeah, well, because we had told her that she'd been taken to the beach prior um, and she was like, yeah, that'd be great. She even was like, it'd be great if you guys had a pool and she could swim, which we don't, obviously, yeah. or else maybe that would have happened. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think now, like, I guess the road from here is to just uh, continue. We do some, we have a balance board and, you know, some of the exercises we're able to continue to do here and there. Um, you know, hopefully one day we'll have like a spare bedroom office and we'll have some stuff set up. Because I think it's something that... Um, you know, are the cat explorers are athletes in a way. And just like I know dogs that do agility do maintenance exercises like physical therapy just at home, you know, just to kind of keep in top form. And I think that's something to to that's worthwhile and to maintain of, you know, of cat explorers like Wiley and you know all her friends to be able to just encourage like proper biomechanics and you know, build up their muscle because if, yeah, if you're wanting to, to have them on the go and on some longer adventures, then they kind of have to have the stamina for that. So she's been great. I mean, Wiley's been great with it. She's really risen to everything we've asked and every challenge. And I think at least on, for me, uh, I, I did take her to a lot of the therapy appointments just from our schedules. Um, you know, and it was, it was hard just overall, I mean, she, Wiley went to an appointment every, nearly every week or more than once a week for over four months. And so just kind of that continual stress and just distress that, um, you know, she had and we had, um, it wasn't till kind of even December when we didn't have appointments and the clouds lifted a bit and we were able to just get back into enjoying being outdoors and, you know, kind of having, Wiley having her life back. 
Um, and so I guess, yeah, it's just been, it's been nice to be able to get her back to where I know she wanted to be. Wow. It's amazing how technical and specific that training was and how it's so targeted. And you, and you, you touched on it that these guys are like athletes, like, they go exploring, they go jumping and hiking and running and all that sort of stuff. And but then it makes sense they need that sort of level of training to bring them back up to where they were before. And you also touched on the fact that these sort of experiences are very difficult experiences. They cause a lot of emotional stress and physical stress and a lot of time and effort is required to get to the end of the road. And, you know, it's not an easy task. So... I do feel for you guys, and I, th- I see that you guys are doing very well to take it to where you have so far and that you keep pushing. With the terms of recovery, is there anything else that helped Wiley rec- um, in her recovery? Yeah, I think, well, before, even before she had her accident, um, we were looking into to raw feeding and to preparing her food at home. Um, we'd already started giving her some chicken hearts and some pieces. And at that time when she was like a few months old, I was just doing the research to kind of formulate my own recipe and everything. Um, but as soon as the accident happened, it was just immediate because it was something we, like I said, we were already moving towards. Um, so we got her on, um, initially it was a grind that was, uh, about 15% bone, uh, which you want that level when it's kittens and they're growing. Um, and we also initially started or immediately started supplementing with green lift muscle powder, uh, glucosamine, um, which both help with, um, joint recovery, uh, cartilage, collagen formation. Um, they both, uh, they're anti-inflammatory, joint lubricating. Um, so those two supplements, I know, were very crucial in her maintaining what she had and rebuilding what was being damaged um, in terms of her tendons, ligament, and her joint surrounding that hock joint. Um in fact, when she when we met with Kathy, her physical therapist, for the first time, one of her immediate questions was, uh, like, what are you feeding her? What supplements are she is Wiley on? And I told her, and she was like, good for you. Like, you, you guys have been doing all the right things. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was something that helped, honestly, helped her leg grow a little bit more before the growth plate completely closed because of the pin. And I think it's something that's maintained her good health since. Uh, I, since last fall, I, I myself prepare Wiley's food. Um, it's prey model raw. It's in larger chunks for her, for her dental health. And she also eats some bone in pieces for that as well. Um, but uh, follow it 82%. At this point, she's an adult cat, so it's 82% uh, muscle meat, 8% bone, and 10% organs. Five of that percentage is liver. 
and then five percent is of secreting organs and yeah we're it's something that i think really maintains her vitality uh, i always pretty much have like four different muscle meat proteins whether it's chicken quail turkey uh she has bison in her batch right now um beef duck she loves duck um and yeah having and also whole bones themselves are great sources of glucosamine just there within it and having that um made her bone broth to add to her food as well um and yeah she continues to get her green lipped uh, muscle powder and the glucosamine um, liquid which also has msn and um chondrin sulfate and a lot of other micronutrients in it as well and uh, we also do give her uh, probiotics because she like we mentioned she's had four or five rounds of antibiotics uh, because of everything um yeah so i i do think that's something that's like kept her energy up um and she always (laughs) people always comment on her fur how soft she is and everything and uh yeah it's it's definitely something that we are moving towards and then immediately when it happened it was like it's got to happen now and i think really did help her in her recovery and her gaining muscle and um and sense so and i think actually um all our cats could benefit from some some joint support and you know Adding in even just the green-lipped muscle powder is something that I think is a good preventative, um, and glucosamine as well. But I think that's, yeah, something that any uh, cat owner could definitely look into and and add into their pet's uh, daily nutrition. Uh, Also, sorry. Sorry, Igor. Coming from, like, a human perspective with helping with her recovery, it's, like, super cheesy to say, but having kind of like the cat community and other cats that explore on Instagram kind of rooting for her really like helped keep our spirits up uh, because it was not easy. And so yeah, kind of being able to share our experience and having like her friends just rooting her on and um, reaching out to us and just saying nice things like can't wait to see you back out there yeah no that was I mean that was really amazing too and at that time I mean we were our our account was you know pretty it was was pretty small it was uh just like several hundred you know friend like friends that we had and just I'm like pretty yeah so I'm like pretty amazed at like looking back at this point like how supportive everyone really was that we did know at that time and you know I know I'll always like appreciate that (laughs) I think I think that's actually really beautiful because I have to admit I didn't appreciate how difficult it was like I knew like I I was coming from what, oh my goodness, that was, um, what you guys were doing was amazing. And like, I was more amazed at, and I feel silly saying, I was more amazed that this was something that's done for cats when as humans, we're doing it all the time. Right. But I think it's really lovely to know that everyone was supporting you guys and 
how much that meant. And I think that's just a reminder to all of us that we all do get busy, but sometimes if you see that someone's going through something difficult, just just a little comment about you're doing amazing. I think that goes a long way. And it's it's a reminder to me as well because sometimes you forget and you're like you'll be thinking about someone that you know is going through a hard time but you don't necessarily comment or send them a message or something but that does mean the world to them. Absolutely. It was just kind of emotionally draining seeing mm. a helpless animal every day, every morning, you know, struggling to walk and it did get hard. So Shout out to everyone that supported us and Wiley during that time because it really meant a lot. And shout out to you two as well. Like you guys did something incredible. Like um, Wiley's only gotten as far as she's gotten because of the two of you and the help that you gave her. So you should be proud of yourselves. Thanks. Thank you. No, I was going to say the same thing. Echoing what Hazara said, thank you to the two of you guys for sharing your story and taking us through that journey and taking us through the all the different steps and what's involved because this is not often talked about. And mm. like for me, it's the first time I've heard that level of detail and, you know, what we were saying before in terms of pet rehab and animal rehab. And then for you to sort of open that book on that and tell us everything about it and talk us through it and, and sort of show us also the human side and the struggles. It's, you know, it's very refreshing and we appreciate what you've done today to share that story with us. As we come towards the end of this podcast, we want to jump into our fast four questions that we have every podcast guest answer. So the first one is, what what what's one piece of advice that you would give to new cat explorers? Huh. Well, I, I know we touched on it a little bit, but I think just consistency is the number one thing. Uh, because, I mean, I remember it. It's at first, you're like, is she ever going to walk with me? Is she ever going to actually sit when I ask? And now she yes. does it non-verbally. And, you know, we've, we have traveled a great deal with Wiley. And so I think at the beginning, a lot of improvement is happening and progress is happening. And then all of a sudden it'll seem like a breakthrough, but you were working to it the whole time. And so mm-hmm. just consistency, yeah. number one advice. Yeah, that's a really good one. What's been the most entertaining comment someone has said to you while you've been out and about with Wiley? I don't, we get a lot. I actually, probably my most, the one that gave me a laugh was it it would have had to been like this 50 year old man and we were on a hike up a mountain and flannel everything. And he was just like, that cat is so beautiful. She looks like a show cat, like just someone you wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected to be so excited to see Wiley was excited but, um, yeah, I guess I'm just most also just common comments or people usually will, like, stop, see her, just be like, she's so beautiful. And, like, how do you do what you're doing? And how, like, I wish my cats could walk. Yeah. So we get a lot of that. And we do get a lot of people that have said, oh, I tried to do that and my cat hated it. And we always ask them, well, how many, how many times mm-hmm. did you try? And they'll be like, oh, for, like, five minutes. And right. so, yeah. So we end up referring a lot of people to you guys to cat explore. Thank and you. <laughs> there's the whole community. Yeah. Check it out, and you know, give them the kind of tips that we have in our back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, Wiley like leads us up to strangers a lot, or you know, to other people yeah. on the trail. 
like um, there's this one particular spot where there's a lot of like a lot. It's kind of the opening to a trail, but there's this whole dam and marsh area that she'll explore in. And so people are coming in and out all the time. Um, and they'll kind of see me like 20 feet away and strike up a conversation. And Wiley will like walk right up to them, like belly flop, rub on their legs. Um, yeah, we've had uh, that same trail too. There's been like a pack of Girl Scouts, like all, you know, yeah. kind of going around her. So, I mean, there's some, we definitely get a little, lot of attention yeah. uh, when we're out, when we're out with her. And there's a lot of like little kids that will just run up to her and pick her up. And luckily she's totally chill. We'll want to. And but, we'll be like, yeah, it's okay. And cause like Wiley's fine with being picked up by, by, by whoever. Others. <laughs> Um, so I guess we're fortunate in that way that she is, is like really sociable and yeah, now that she's a year old, um, we're like hoping to kind of, I guess, progress her story and to being a therapy cat and I'd love to go to like pediatric centers and yeah, um, yeah, kind of, I guess, help the little kids heal with and show them some photos of Wiley when she was young and in her cast. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good um, – that would be amazing if she could do that. Um, we've got, like, in season two of our podcast, we've got a whole episode on therapy cats as well. So that would be really um, – might be really helpful for you guys. Uh, so what cat explorers inspire you? So we have a lot. I know. <laughs> well, my, my personal favorite is Tora. What's her Instagram? Oh, yeah. Underscore Tora Cat. We love her. She's a new cat explorer. She is new. But we, I do. I know we do really love her, their story. Like, they're truckers on the road. And so she's, like, been to so many states already. And she's been to more states than Haley and I combined. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and kind of by, like, just nature of their uh, vocation they and their lifestyle, they really have to take her out and walks every day. Mm-hmm. And so... I, yeah, I do. That's one that we really do love to interact with and we become, you know, kind of friends with them. Um, also love Adventure Rio. They've been our friends for a long time. And now they have a new pup, Bruce, that's <laughs> around. And so they're so cute to see. And they are definitely all-star campers as well. They've camped with Rio a ton of times and always you know, make it look like it's a breeze and so, so much fun. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think probably some of the first photos of the cat explorers I saw were Nikki Forrest cat mm-hmm. and you know, Nikki and Sawyer on there. Um, rest in peace, says Sawyer. Uh, but, and so them, and I think also our buddies across the pond ashby the aristocat so yeah but there's so many i mean everyone that we interact with on a daily basis is definitely inspiring and it's fun to see everyone get out there and what everyone might be up to yeah yeah it definitely it definitely is i completely get that so last question what product service or or program has been a game changer for wiley so i think um one of her it's called cat centric and that's a a website that's a little bit about raw feeding and also just cat behavior that was definitely central to 
kind of formulating her her feeding plan and her um, her food schedule and her recipes around that. Um, we love her harness, her super kit harness, um, which is really secure and comfortable for her uh, and stylish as well. So that's nice. She always looks good walking around. <laughs> back her cat, her pet on me backpack um, has been great. And I'm also, I know we, there's been a Cat Explore Ask in community on backpacks and hopefully there's going to be some revolutionized cat backpacks in the future with some hit belts and water bladders and everything and also love her dr catsby stainless steel bowl which honestly it sounds simple but it was life-changing as far as being able to have her supplements and her food um just all kind of concentrated in the bowl um oh and last one love love cat school youtube training videos Wiley's smarter than we are. She's just waiting for us to learn more tricks to teach her. And she's able to pick them up so well. So I'm very thankful to uh, Julie and Jones for those YouTube videos. <laughs> we've, we've, it's quite funny. We've currently got, well, I've got Noxie. My face is in Noxie's butt. <laughs> and Wiley was saying hi across the room. Um, one of as well. Sorry about that. I was having too much fun. <laughs> so both saying hi to each other. So Haley and Carly, thank you so much for joining us. Like it's been so much fun. Where can we find you guys online? You can find us at our Instagram at Wiley Catody. The best place to get a hold of us. Yep. Thank you awesome. for having us. This was awesome. Thank you. We really do appreciate you taking the time and what we'll do is we'll put all those links and the links that we've spoken about today all in our show notes which will be available at catexplorer.co forward slash podcast thank you so much for listening today it would mean the world to us if you could hit subscribe and review the cat explorer podcast on wherever you listen to podcasts this will help us continue to get some awesome guests this is our last episode for season three what an incredible season We'll be taking a break and season four of the Cat Explorer podcast will be out on the 4th of November 2019. Till then, enjoy giving your kitty the world.